Welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Chapo. I wanted to talk about Cardi B and Meek Mills making noise against the New York State Department of Corrections, specifically the Green Correctional Facility for the death of an inmate and um, the mysterious circumstances around his death and the treatment of his body. Now, while Meek Mill and Cardi B is bringing this one particular inmate to the I guess you could say to the front or to the to the to our knowledge pretty much letting us know about him. I feel like in my personal opinion, I feel like they somehow I feel like they know about him. They know him or something must have, you know how you know people, you know people who know people. So I'm sure that somehow there might be some kind of a connection, or maybe they just really care. Um, whatever the reason, I guess it's a good it's a, it's not any nothing good here at all about it may be killed by correctional officers, but it does bring the topic up for discussion. So the message that I wanted to bring is, first of all, I hope that, you know, first of all, yes, it is surrounding this one man. Um, and what happened to him was sad. So from what I could tell from Cardi B's post, they said that on February 11th at 1116, Trey was on the phone with his wife like he normally would. He seemed stressed. That was 11 in the morning. Um, around 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. later that day, she got a call from a family member of another inmate saying that he was taken to the box. They said a short time after that, she called the jail to see why he was placed in the box. And they told her that he wasn't placed in a box, that he was in population. So remember, she gets the call or a text at 2 from another inmate's family member saying that he was taken to the box. She called the jail immediately and they said he wasn't in the box. Then at 427, she received a call from the jail saying that he was in critical condition. And then at 519, um, a call back saying that he didn't make it. Now, <clears throat> I just want to say two things. All right. First of all, I have, like I've mentioned on and off, I've had friends who've been in the system since I was senior in high school. They're still there now. They still have some time left. You know what I'm saying? Made some dumb decisions and they're doing like major time in the feds for big shit. I have dated people throughout the year on and off, not often, but you know, who have been through a system for short bits, like eight months and people who have went to state as well. But I also have a cousin who suffers from mental illness and um, he also have been in and out of the system. And I know for a fact uh, that he have been mistreated several times, not only in the system, but when he goes to um, doctors and all this other nonsense. So he's constantly filing complaints. For example, I'll give you an example. Like um, he'll be placed in a regular cell and they know that he has certain conditions, like certain his his, his um, mental illnesses, like they know certain conditions that he have and they'll start to trigger like, he, they know he have OCD, so they'll go into the cell and then they'll do, they're supposed to do checks or sweeps, but they're supposed to do, like, once a day. But they'll mess up his uh, cell, like, four times a day, which will start to create a, a, um, an episode for him. And in episodes, he would become, like, suicidal. And then he would tell them that he feels suicidal because of the stuff that they're doing and explain to them that he, they can't do that to him because he is a person who suffers from mental illness. And they would not take the proper uh, procedures or precautions to make sure that he didn't harm himself, meaning they were supposed to put him in a turtle suit, um, which is some kind of, it looked like they called the Barney Rubble suit or something for him, not to be able to stab himself or get to himself. They wouldn't do that. They would just leave him there and then, you know, thank God, calling home, speaking to us or family, his girlfriend at the time, you know, everybody calms him down and, and prays, you know what I'm saying? So he had the support of his family to get him through those those dark times when he could when he could get to the phone and then there was times where they would um for instance they would mess with him like this 
There was a time when he didn't even threaten to commit suicide and they just came in the cell and grabbed him up. He has PTSD. You can't just run down on certain people who have PTSD. So they, they'll, they'll purposely come in in a group, create another um, tension environment, which will trigger an episode. And then they'll say, oh, they said that you uh, want to kill yourself. Now we're going to put you in the Barney rubber suit. He ain't even say it. When he says it, they don't do shit. When he don't say it, they do shit. And then he had incidences where um, if he speaks out, they have handcuffed him and maced him. I mean, maced him and fucked him up. I mean, like, dead ass handcuffed him, maced him. He's defenseless and fucked him up. So, you know, you file complaints all up to the wazoo. But you know what's going to happen every time? They deny it. I have, I have copies. This is New York State, okay? And the feds is different. I got homeboys in the feds that if it was in a different setting, it's shit that they wouldn't tolerate that's done to them up there that they would have, like, put hands on, an, on another man, the CO, but they can't because they know good and damn well what they're capable of. Also, nobody wants to go to the shoe. The shoe is um, solitary confinement. A lot, of, a lot of brothers, you know, a lot of uh, brothers and Latino, Hispanic men, and there's some white people in the system, I'm not saying they're not there, but they're sprinkled in, come out with their mind split because they've been in the shoe. It's mad people that will sit their ass down and take a lot of humiliation up in there because they don't want to go to the show. So what I want to specifically say about um, the time frame about what the story is, all right, the text about around 2, 2 p.m. saying that he got taken down to the shoe. Now listen to this. With the wife calling immediately after that text, like let's say, let's say somebody called and said, yo, because that used to happen to me too. It happens all the time. Somebody, sometimes they can't get word out. They'll send somebody to send you a message or something. If you got the message at two that they just took him down to shoe, baby girl, if you call the jail right there on the spot, it's not gonna show up on the computer. Cause when you call the jail, you're not calling the cell area where the fuck he at. You calling the main hotline. They gotta go by the computer. As far as the computer go, he not in, he not registered to be in the shoe, darling. Like, <laughs> no disrespect to her because she lost somebody. But that's just a fact. That's the same time it would take to update somebody. He, he probably never really made it to shoe. You know, they probably had him somewhere like supposedly. I'm not saying that the CEOs didn't do something to him. I just, I just gave you a personal example. My family member, what they went through. I have another homeboy um, who went through Rikers. They fucked him up so bad in Rikers. His um, babe mother fiance at the time, he got two sons with her. He hurry up and filed complaints with her because I'm telling everybody all the time, especially if you know people in the system, you know, if, you, if you're doing time with them, like I said, I don't do time with no, I will not date anybody that's doing time anymore. That's not a part of my life anymore. My family members or my homeboys are checking every now and again because for the simple fact of that, at least you know, that, at least they could see that somebody is in the person's life. It's just like when you take seniors to the um, nursing home. If you abandon a senior in a nursing home, like the kids who, like, oh, let's put mom and dad in a nursing home, and then they don't check in on them. You know how sometimes they might come for Christmas, they come like once a year? Well, the staff will start to realize that this person don't really have nobody that comes around that cares about them. So believe it or not, the, the amount of care that they give that elderly person will not be as top-notch, so to speak, as the care that they would give another elderly person whose family members come in every weekend, once a week, like if they have the faithful daughter or faithful grandchild coming in or faithful friend, you know what I'm saying? Or a church member. They, these people, they're going to, because these people are coming in all the time, like, why is her feet ashy? Where's the lotion? You didn't change her water. Why is her thing wet? You know what I'm saying? Like, people are going to come through. When people's coming through checking like that, they get afraid because they know you're going to make some noise. But then you got some people that's just like, you know, they're going to try to take advantage of it. 
it seemed like this guy had a supportive family. Um, I went to the, uh, the wifey's page. It seems like she has plenty of pictures of, so they know he, he um, I mean, they called her like they were supposed to, though. That's the other thing that I noticed. Now, again, I'm not saying they didn't do something they were supposed, they were supposed to do. But according to that time frame, I really don't see anything wrong. Now, where's the body as far as what happened to that? That's sketchy. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you do need answers. But I just feel like... They said Cardi B and Meek Mills made all this noise just to get a statement from the jail. And the statement from the jail pretty much was what the jail would, would, would what you expect the jail to say. The jail going to say exactly what the jail is going to say. It was a cardiac arrest. What the hell you expect? So thank you, Cardi B and Meek Mill, for getting a response because that's what they said. We want them to release a response. Give us a response. Release details. Tell us something. That's what Cardi B and Meek Mills is making all this noise about. Because they wanted them to say something. Okay, so the jail said something. Now what? I mean, because you know they're going to cover it up. I mean, I, I hear what they're saying, and I'm glad that they're bringing it up. But I just feel like there's going to be one of those five-minute trending things, right? And it's going to get swept under the rug again. I mean, the criminal justice system is systematic slavery. I say it all the time. But here's my main message. My main message, my bottom line message is to my brothers and my sisters out here, like, Nobody wants our friends, family, loved ones. I mean, some people don't even have to deal with this. If you're blessed to not have family members or friends or someone you're dating or, 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 or your child's father or something like that in the system, that's a wonderful thing. If you do have somebody in there, there's nothing to really be ashamed of, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it's something that is a, uh, that if you're a part of their life while they're going through that, let's be honest, it's taking a toll on you too. So the first thing I want to say is we... We have got to, black women, especially the ones that love um, watching Love and Hip Hop and all that stuff, stop supporting, stop encouraging these brothers to be out here in the streets doing the shit that they don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know as a grown ass man, you can't tell them, you know what I'm saying, what to do. You know what I'm saying? You could tell the brother, you know what I'm saying, like, clean up your traffic tickets so you can get, so you can unsuspend your license and shit. You know what I'm saying? You could tell a nigga, go back to high school, nigga, get your G. You could tell a nigga whatever the hell you want to. Um, you know, why don't you try to go take the test for this? Uh, what do you call it? CDL. So you can drive a truck. You can try to tell a nigga mash it. You know, get well, get a welding little license. Hell, you can help, you can even try to plant a seed in a nigga brain if you like start a business. It's all on what they decide to do. But I just feel like the more they are encouraged to keep on going out in these streets and the environments that they're in don't help because it's a crab in a barrel syndrome in the hood. So if one brother even do come to the to the, to the table and be like, yo, I'm thinking about leaving. I'm thinking about coming out the game. I'm thinking about going back to school. It's, it's going to be some hating ass niggas in there that's going to try to somehow wean or lure that nigga back in so that he never really make it back out. Like I said, crabs in a barrel. Like you're trying to come and trying to get out the shit that they pull you back in. The same thing with crabs in a hot um, pot of water. Because, you know, they be are still alive, a lot of them, when they go in the water, live. One of them try to cry about The other one's like, oh, no, nigga, we drowning this hot-ass motherfucker. You're going to come in here and drown with us, too. But you, I try to tell people all the time. And I know my brothers, when I speak to them, they don't like, they like they always feel like, well, I didn't. But no, nigga, you guilty. I don't, I don't know, but maybe one person that I went in one time that wasn't guilty <laughs> One time my cousin went in, he wasn't guilty. He was a mental um, patient. He, was a, he went to the ER for one thing, but because they illegally opened up his electronic records that he did not sign off on, one, they started treating him like a mental patient, and he, they were supposed to transfer him to um, some other place. But long story short, they started lying and said he was having an episode. They tried to hold him for two to three days, 
And then there was an incident where um, he tried to leave, which he was allowed to leave. Legally, he was allowed to leave, come to find out on paper. So then when we came to the hospital, the family tried to raise hell about it and be like, it's illegal. And it started to explain that he has rights under New York State mental health hygiene. Yeah, niggas started busting out the law, nigga, yeah. They was like, oh, shit, they know what to do. All of a sudden, um, there was a door that he was trying to get out of. The door kind of broke off the hinge. They had the nerve to charge him with um, um, misdemeanor, uh, 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 what do you call it, damage to property. And had the nerve to put him through the system for like a day or a week or whatever. It was so frustrating. But that's the only time that I know that a nigga probably went. It really didn't do shit. Like, as far as, like, was it, it wasn't, you were supposed to been, leave him out of there. He was supposed to leave. You tried to help him against his will. You triggered PTSD. That's, you know, because now you're blocking him in his exit way. So he pushed on the door a little bit. The hinge came off. You weren't even supposed to have him there. what they do? They go press the charge anyway just to make the shit go away. My point is, at the end of the day, these niggas did something to get there. We can't always be like, oh, well, uh, you know, yeah, the system's fucked up, but... They got to stop going in. We got to stop encouraging them from doing the shit that they doing, man. Stop taking the money for the bundle. Stop doing all of that. Encourage your brother to get them out the street, man. That's all I can say. There's nothing else to do. We can't keep going through this system. You don't want to go through the system? Don't do shit that's going to put you through the system. That's why it's my mother. You do the crime, you do the time. I hate to see my peoples in the system. I know about the system. Can't nobody not tell me shit about the system. I know all the fuck about it. This ain't a New York State thing. This is a statewide thing. Correctional officers been raping women in women jails, male officers. Okay, female officers violate male um, um, males as well. Come on, this, like, it, it, this shit is all over. This ain't a New York State thing. But at the end of the day, it's like if you're going to keep going to jail, especially if you know what jail is like, I don't want to say it's like one of these days, God forbid, you're going to be this nigga or this man. I don't want to say nigga because he is past and I don't mean that to be um, defend, you know, like offensive. But at the end of the day, yeah, at any given chance, the same way my cousin began handcuffed and maced and fucked up and can't nobody do shit about it, my nigga. Why the hell you want to go back to that? At some point, you got to come home. You know what I'm saying? And stop all that. So with my boy who was on Rikers who got fucked up and he wrote uh, his his um, girl uh, and they uh, filed a complaint and they got a lawyer on an ASAP, he got a $250,000 settlement. You got to stay on top of these things. Some of these niggas are going to get away with it. I'm talking about the COs and jails. And some people is going to get their payout if they stay on top of it with their complaints and stuff. So it's the same thing if you got somebody, if I, same thing if you got somebody elderly in the hospital checking on them often. If there's somebody that you care about in the system and you're not dating or whatever, I mean, send them cards from time to time. You know what I'm saying? I guess I just let them know that, you know what I'm saying, just to at least show <laughs> the system that they have some kind of support. But other than that, there's nothing we could do about that, boo. You know what I'm saying? These, This is the same type of lifestyle that it is. A nigga go to jail, then he come home. Then he be home for a little while, do the same shit he was doing before. Don't get a new trade. Don't try to do nothing new. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how many of them come out on parole and they go back in? I'm just saying, jail's a terrible place. And it's breaking these men down. None of them is coming home the way that they um, went in or how they was before they ever went in the first time. Once you keep going through that system in and out of the jail, in and out of jail, and they fucking you up, you know what I'm saying? You can't do shit about it. You hungry, you starving, you done got torn away from your kids, all that. That's mental slavery. That shit is a war on the mind. You do not come out the same. They put you in the shoe. People told me, I don't know, they don't even want to talk about what, what they see in the shoe. I know people that one person kept the room with me, they told me in the shoe, nigga, they start to hear voices and they start seeing shit that's not there. The mind gets split. And some people, I know people that sat in the shoe for two years straight. No lie. 
gone. That mind is gone. It's like being a prisoner of war in the army or at war somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So raise awareness about it overall. Um, don't raise awareness about it because you want to get response from the jail because you're going to get the response from the jail, but it's not going to, what the fuck you want them to say? Yeah, we're guilty. You're never going to get them to say that. You know, it reminds me of, I don't know if anybody ever seen the movie Sleepers, but in the movie Sleepers, they went to that jail after they um, got caught for the, um, the hot dog stealing the hot dog stand and then they dropped it down the subway. Actually, they lost, they, they lost control of it. It fell down the subway, a big-ass hot dog vending cart, and it hit an old man who was coming up the stairs. Thank God the old man ain't die, but he was in critical condition. The boys went to some kind of uh, boys' um, juvenile detention school prison thing. And um, Kevin Bacon was the damn CEO over the boys who liked little boys, and he was touching and violating the fuck out the little boys. And uh, that was a secret that they kept with them forever. But while they was there, they met into this um, other black boy. And the black boy, they started a little prison team, little prison football team. And this is a true story. Sleepers is a true story. And they started a, a prison football team upstate, somewhere upstate. And the black boy was the best on the prison side because it was the inmates versus the COs. Once a year, it would be the inmates versus the COs. And they had the star boy player. I can't remember his name, but it was a black boy. So the black boy had them win because if they won, they got like a special dinner or something. And they never won. So they actually won. Yo, when the black boy won it for the team, later on that night, they went in the cell. They fucked him up and they killed him. And they told the family that um, he had pneumonia and he died from pneumonia. It's a true story, mind you. Now, when the boys grew up and they got revenge because they saw Kevin Bacon ass, like, 20 years later, these, all these boys, their minds got split. Two of them became, like, criminals in the street. I think Brad Pitt character became a lawyer, and one of them became a journalist or something working for the, new, for the newspaper <clears throat> here in New York or whatever. Anyway, two of them, the two criminals seen Kevin Bacon, they killed his ass, but then they needed help. When they were trying to get that case there, they needed help. You know who they went to? They went to that black boy's older brother, and they was like, yo, we, was at the, um, we need your help to kind of like beat this case against these uh, old COs and free our friends from the murder and all of that. And he said, what the fuck I got to do with it? The black man. He's like, what I got to do with y'all? What the fuck do you need me for? And he was like, well, you know, your little brother, he's like, uh, remember what they told you how he died? He said, they say he died in pneumonia. He's like, mm, your brother ain't died from pneumonia. Fucking COs whooped your fucking little brother to death. And that was all that that man needed to go and help them win. And if you see the movie, you know how the rest transpires. So all I'm basically saying is don't go to jail, man. They can't go. You, once they go to jail, everybody be talking about, say, two years, three years. Man, they ain't the same. It's niggas in there turning gay in jail. Y'all don't want to hear the truth, but it's the truth. I mean, I hate to say it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying the ones that's all right. Look, it's a fact. They don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's a fact. Ain't nothing nice there. I don't give a fuck how much money niggas getting in the street. When you in the streets, it's like it only ends one way or the other. Everybody knows that. Dead or in jail. Dead or in jail. Dead or in jail. You can go to jail and you can end up dying. Look at Sandra Bland. I don't even want to be in, in contact with police. Shit just goes wrong. Like certain certain people in scenarios and environments where your rights are absolutely, even though they say you have rights, like you ain't shit there. And um, it's nothing that nobody can do for you at that time. That's why when you a property of the state, like when you in state prison, they call you state property. You no longer belong to us, you, your family, your friends, your loved ones. We can't do shit for you except for either come way the fuck up there to see you, send you some motherfucking money. That's it. You know, file a complaint. 
But if they want to come in your cell tonight and fuck you up, we can't do shit about it. There's nothing we could do. And if we want answers, we could call all day long. But guess what? Once they say that, that's it. Ain't shit that we could do. And so my bottom line point is, don't go there. Niggas got to stay the fuck up out of jail. It's hard to say, but no, not really. If you think about your livelihood, if you think about your life, if you think about how you don't want to be sitting there smelling another, another nigga take a shit next to you for the next five fucking years. You know what I'm trying to say? And that's just like the least of it. You know what I'm saying? Eating nasty ass food that's pumped with estrogen. That's another reason they're getting so feminine up in there and whatever. I'm telling you the truth. This is just facts. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no real food that they eating up in there. Commissary is filled with uh, preservatives. They die is all messed up. Yeah, that's where you want to go. You know what I'm saying? And then when you do, if you do get the drugs in, it came out a nigga ass. Come on, my nigga. Like, who want to go there? <laughs> so, I guess I'm just basically saying, I guess, thanks, Meek Mill, Cardi for raising... Well, I would say raise awareness, I guess, for getting a statement from the prison. That means absolutely nothing for us. Like, we can't... We cannot take that nowhere and do anything with it and hopefully they shit you know I'm, I'm not gonna say hopefully i want to say hopefully this will change the prison system ain't no gonna be no reformation for this shit because it's a money-making business you know there's gonna be no reforms you're just gonna every now and again you're gonna hear about another sandra bland every now and again you're gonna hear about another freddie gray Every now and again, that's it. Every now and again, you're going to hear about another Myrie. This guy's name is Myrie. And it's just going to come up as one of those trending topics. We're going to care for like five minutes and it's going to go away. And um, that's all I wanted to say. I'll see y'all next time here on Chapel's Conta.